2: Ask the Experts, your local source of information with our rotating casts of experts. I'm your host, Brian Fitzgerald. Join us every week for expert information on all things from your life, your home, your health, your finances, and so much more. If you like what you are hearing and want to listen again, or if you want to catch up on past episodes, just go to the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts and search Ask the Experts, and you can listen on your schedule. Joining us today is frequent expert from the Lincoln Goldfinch Law Firm, Amy Wilburn. Amy is a bankruptcy attorney, and you can reach her at 737 377 2600. Call or text now if you have a question, 737 377 2600, or go to LincolnGoldfinch.com. On today's show, Amy and I will be discussing the impact of bankruptcy on your credit score. The 1950s saw great advances in science and technology, it saw some great art, movies and music were changing, laws that had a lasting effect on our society, but it also saw the advent of what we now know as the credit score. The credit score is a number that is a part of your everyday life. It decides if you can rent an apartment or buy a car or get a credit card or a loan. There is an everyday struggle with many Americans with a bad credit score. In the late 1950s, banks started issuing a computerized number that redefined creditworthiness as a statistical risk. We're going to talk about that credit score and how filing for bankruptcy impacts that score. How that score may change. How will bankruptcy affect that score? Will that bankruptcy affect that score for the rest of someone's life? Just how bad is bad credit? Today, Amy is going to talk about those scary three-digit numbers that seem to run our financial lives and how filing for bankruptcy could change that number. Hello, and thank you for joining us today, Amy.
3: Hi, thank you for having me.
2: Let's start with an easy but very important question. What is a credit score?
3: A credit score is a number that's assigned to each person based on lots of different factors. It ranges between a very low number of 300 and a perfect score would be 850, and so within that 300 to 850, you get a number, and it's supposed to be able to tell lending institutions, um, landlords, about your, your risk of defaulting on credit. It's just a snapshot that looks at your credit worthiness as defined by this mysterious formula.
2: So we know what one is now. Tell us why we need one.
3: Well, we need it because we function in society. Um, It is used, like I said, at banks to let us know if we qualify for a home loan, a personal loan, what kind of credit card we get. When we're applying for a credit card, it'll tell the bank what your interest rate might be. If you have a low credit score, you might have a higher interest rate. Um, And now it's being even used with landlords to determine whether you qualify for renting a home in their, in their complex or somewhere else. So we need it because it, because it's being used for us and against us in so many different ways. Is it all
2: good or are there some bad things with credit scores? What are some pros and cons to this system?
3: Well, I think the pros are that it helps banks and lending institutions have just a real quick snapshot, just a a fast delineation. We need to see a credit score of 680 in order to lend you money, and you're at a 670, so we can't lend you money. Um, It's no longer like the days of uh, it's a wonderful life where George Bailey gets to know his neighbors and determines whether he's going to lend the money based on that. And how they repay him so um, the pro is that it's quick and easy for banks the con is that it's quick and easy for banks Uh, we don't really know what the magic formula is some of the factors on our credit reports that feed the credit scores um, if there's something that's wrong and we haven't caught it it will lower our credit score um, if there are things that we don't have control over, say, for example, a pandemic when our offices were closed, um, that can impact our credit score as well. So it, it really should not reflect who we are as people. This is a theme we keep coming back to, but it seems to either make people ashamed or make, give people bragging rights based on sometimes nothing more than circumstances,
2: You just said that banks control that number and why they benefit from it. Why are the banks in charge of my credit score?
3: Because they're in charge of the money. Um, If they're going to be writing you a check for however much money, they're also carrying some risk of whether they're going to be repaid. So that's why if you have a lower credit score, you might garner a higher interest rate. So you end up paying back more to make up for the fact that you are a credit risk. That as you improve your credit score, you can always lower your interest rate as well, but that's that's the trade-off. You borrow money from them, so they get to decide the status that you have to reach in order to be worthy of borrowing money.
2: Let's take your average client and talk about their credit score. What What number does theirs look like before they file for bankruptcy?
3: Yeah, by the time people call me for a bankruptcy consultation, usually their credit is pretty low already. Sometimes we get very proactive people. They've been on time for ever and a day. They're used to paying their bills every month, but they see the writing on the wall. And so they want to be proactive. So those credit scores are definitely higher. But the people who wait, who maybe have judgments on their credit report, um, who have been late on their payments for a, a while, for more than a month or two, usually their credit score is low to begin with. Sometimes I get people call me and say, well, what is this gonna to do to my credit score? And my answer to them is, well, what is it now? And then they'll say, well, okay, yeah, it's, it's pretty low. Okay, well, let's file the bankruptcy and then you can start rebuilding faster. So typically the credit score is pretty low when they get to the point of calling us.
2: Okay, now let's talk about after filing for bankruptcy, what does their score look like then?
3: On average, there's no way around it. Your credit's going to take a hit. So filing a bankruptcy goes on your credit report, stays on your credit report. And um, so your credit score is probably going to dip to begin with. Um, I did have a client a while back. I have, this may have happened more than once, but this was the only one who told me about it. We filed his bankruptcy and within a few days, um, his credit score went way up, like 50 points up. And I think what happened there, he was shocked. I was a little surprised too. But I think what happened in that circumstance is his creditors got notice of his bankruptcy filing, and they started reporting to the credit reporting agencies that there was a zero balance, that it had all been wiped out in the bankruptcy. And so because of that, his debt to income ratio all of a sudden was so much better than it had been the week before. And so his credit score jumped up by 50 points. That's not typical, but it can happen.
2: Just one part of that mysterious algorithm you spoke of. Right. Amy, does the type of bankruptcy you file matter when it comes to your credit score?
3: It does. Um, a Chapter 13 tends to hit credit uh, more gently than a Chapter 7. I think the reason for that is a Chapter 13 is not quite as detrimental to creditors as a Chapter 7 is With a Chapter 13, you recall there is a monthly payment that you make that gets distributed to your different creditors. So they're getting a little something back. Um, The other thing is that it's not immediately wiped out. Sometimes the balance will stay on your credit report for a while, and it won't show that it's been discharged in bankruptcy until the actual discharge happens three to five years after filing. So seven is going to be a good hit. But it's over, you're, you're stopping the bleeding fast, it's over quickly, and you can rebuild from there. Seven still takes a hit, just not quite as badly as a chapter. Um, I'm sorry, a chapter 13, you still get a hit, but it's not as bad as a chapter seven.
2: Bankruptcy attorney Amy Wilburn from the Lincoln Goldfinch Law Firm joins us on this episode of Ask the Experts, and we are discussing credit score and bankruptcy. If you'd like to contact Amy and her team of experts at the Lincoln Goldfinch Law Firm, you can give them a call or send them a text at 737-377-2600, 737-377-2600, or you can go to LincolnGoldfinch.com. If you think bankruptcy is the right next step for your financial struggles, contact them now for your free consultation. The experts at the Lincoln Goldfinch Law Firm are waiting to hear from you. 737-377-2600 or lincolngoldfinch.com. Amy, you were just talking about the client whose score got better surprisingly, and we've discussed many times how filing for bankruptcy is a process that takes time. Can a credit score get back to normal during the bankruptcy process?
3: Absolutely, yeah. Um, you can start rebuilding credit. Like I mentioned, there's that one guy that I had, gosh, probably five six years ago now, where his score went up really quickly. Um, I want to point out to you know, let's not forget that these scores aren't just an abstract; they represent your purchasing power. So there are people in bankruptcy who qualify for purchasing a house for refinancing their house to get some cash out or something. So that can happen during your bankruptcy and you have to have a certain level of a certain number or credit score um, during your bankruptcy in order to qualify for that. So I do see that frequently.
2: Are credit scores looked at during the bankruptcy proceeding? Does it have an actual impact on the proceeding itself?
3: None whatsoever. <laughs> um, you know, people can tell me what their what their scores are, and, and they do, before, during, after. Um, but the courts do not look up your credit score. What courts are concerned about is what is the debt that you carry? What is the type of debt? How will the debt be treated? And then you know they look at all those other circumstances like your income and your um, your regular expenses, things like that, your household goods, your assets, um, but your actual credit score, your FICO score, it's not going to come up at all.
2: Does having a good or bad credit score matter when it comes to bankruptcy filing? Based on what you just said, it's easy to assume the answer.
3: No, it's yeah, it's not anything. It it has zero relevance at all to bankruptcy filing. It doesn't even determine what kind of bankruptcy, what chapter of bankruptcy you're going to file. People come to my office and we never, ever, ever talk about what their credit score is. Um, Now, remember that knowing your credit score is different from knowing what's on your credit report. So the credit report is really, really what you want to pay attention to. And we pull a credit report so that we know who your creditors are. And we ask you to review who you think your creditors are, because not everybody gets reported to credit reporting agencies. Since July, there's a new law that medical debt and collection agencies for collecting medical debt cannot report to credit reporting agencies anymore. So that's not going to factor into people's FICO score or credit score anymore so as far as if we're looking at the debt itself your credit report is definitely going to make a difference and we do look at that and we do talk about that i also recommend that people pull their credit report at least once a year you can pull from each of the three credit bureaus for free one time a year i personally space mine out i have a little reminder on my apple calendar that tells me every four months which one i'm going to pull i'm going to pull um june 1st is when i do one october 1st is when i do another and then i do february 1st um for the other so three times a year for each of the for the three credit reporting agencies transunion experian and equifax and i review that for any errors for anything that's reported poorly for example um i just recently paid off an account and i'm checking to see when that is going to be reflected on my credit report because if that still shows up as an outstanding balance i'm going to have to dispute that actual entry so you know i don't talk about credit numbers in a bankruptcy but we do definitely want to look at what is on the credit report itself and then that feeds into the into the number
2: We are joined by Amy Wilburn, who is a bankruptcy attorney with the Lincoln Goldfinch Law Firm, and she is a regular here on Ask the Experts. If you would like to reach out to Amy and her team, you can call or text them 737-377-2600 and on the web at lincolngoldfinch.com. We're going to step away for a quick break, but we will be back to talk more with Amy about your credit score and filing for bankruptcy right here on Ask the Experts. We are back here on Ask the Experts. Today we are joined by one of our regular cast of experts. We have bankruptcy attorney Amy Wilburn from the Lincoln Goldfinch Law Firm on, and we are talking about bankruptcy and credit scores. If you would like to reach out to Amy and her team of experts, you can call or text them at 737-377-2600 or go to lincolngoldfinch.com and you can set up a free consultation to see if bankruptcy is the right decision. Amy, we have talked many times about how bankruptcy can impact your life in many different ways, and it seems your credit score has the same power. I have even heard of employers checking credit scores for new hires. Have you ever heard of somebody not getting a job based on their credit history?
3: I never have, um, and it's it's not something that I really worry about, and I tell my clients not to worry about it. You cannot retaliate by law. You cannot... Uh, a promotion or deny a hiring decision based on somebody having filed a bankruptcy. Now, sometimes they will do a background check and a bankruptcy will show up on a background check. That really only matters in um, high, high, high security jobs in the financial sector. They might want to take a look at that. I have never once heard about a credit report or a credit score factoring into a, a hiring decision. I did have a client recently who was um, temporarily hired by a federal agency, and she had an outstanding debt, um, but all she needed to do was show that she had made a payment arrangement for this one debt, and then they went ahead and hired her. So that was not a problem at all. And I'll tell you a little bit where I'm coming from. I started my career... Um, in the Pacific Northwest, working just off of Joint Base lewis McCord. In fact, back then it was just Fort Lewis and McCord Air Force Base, but now it's Joint Base lewis McCord. And so a lot of the folks that we would see had a military background, and they were always concerned about their security clearance. Is this going to affect my security clearance? And it never did. Not once did I see anybody come back and say, oh, Amy, how could you? I went ahead and filed bankruptcy and then I didn't get my promotion or I didn't get my security clearance. Never, ever, ever happened. So that's not to say that it hasn't happened or it doesn't happen out there, but the only time that I've ever really seen it is at high, high, high level security clearances or financial sector jobs.
2: What level of debt are we talking about? How much debt can seriously impact your credit score?
3: Well, you know, my lawyer answer is it depends. Um, There's no magic number that your credit, if you have $100,000 of debt, then your credit score will be uh, impacted. It's not, it doesn't work like that. It's a balancing act between your debt to income, that ratio has to do with your on-time payments, has to do with the type of debt that we're talking about. If we're talking about payday loans, consumer debt, that might impact your score differently than a mortgage or a student loan, that kind of thing. You just want to be careful that you're making your payments on time and you're not taking out more debt than you really absolutely need to. Amy, in your
2: opinion, are credit scores fair? (laughs) And are there any disparities in scores?
3: Um, I have read reports that say that credit, uh, credit scoring, Can be biased against um, certain areas of uh, city that the address that shows up on your credit report may impact, um, may impact what your score is depending on what part of town you're in. Uh, That strikes me as not particularly fair. I know that when credit scoring first started out in the 1950s, it actually was showing to have lowered the scored scores of the wealthy folks, and they didn't like that. So they stopped using it entirely for about 30 years. And then in the 1980s, they tweaked it a little bit. The algorithm changed, and then it worked more in the bank's favors. Um, so I my suspicion is, based on the reports that I have read and the studies that I've seen, that it is not particularly fair. Um my soapbox, among many, I have plenty of boxes, is how expensive it is to be poor. You, if you have a higher interest rate because you have a bad credit rating, that's a, that's a penalty. Even if you have been on time on all of your payments, but you have something else, like you had to take out a whopper of a loan because you were laid off for a period of time. It doesn't really get into the nuances of people's lives. So, um, you know, poverty is not always fair. So if you get your electricity cut off, you have to take time off of work to go in to pay your deposit and to reconnection fee and all that kind of stuff. That's going to put people who are below the poverty level even further behind. It costs them more money um, to, to have to reconnect those things. And then it's harder to get caught up on these other things. So I guess fair is in the eye of the beholder. I have real questions about if it truly is a good representation of creditworthiness, worthiness. Um, but it's the it's the system we have now, so we have to we have to work within it. We can't opt out.
2: What plans or action can someone take or steps can they follow that will help their credit score get better?
3: Yeah, I usually um, talk with clients after they've had their bankruptcy discharged about how to rebuild credit. Um, there are some great resources online, the Governmental Agency Federal Trade Commission. It's at F for federal, TC.org. They have a publication um, that I think is fantastic about how to raise credit scores. One of the things that I talk to people about is to take out one credit card. Don't use it for going out to dinner. Don't use it for the new TV. Use it for something that you spend money on anyway, like gas, and just that one thing. So if you use it for something that's already in your budget, then you can pay it off every month or leave a very low balance hanging around for a couple months and then pay it completely off. Then you're going to rebuild your credit really, really fast. People are able to take out credit soon, very soon after getting discharged from a bankruptcy. So you want to be very careful with how you use that new buying power that you might have at your fingertips. But if you are very careful, you can rebuild your credit very quickly and without too much pain.
2: We are getting short on time. So before we go, Amy, what expert advice or information would you like to make sure to tell our listeners? What would you like to say to those with a low credit score and are in debt and don't know what to do?
3: You know, the first steps is to do a really honest look at where you are. Pull those three credit reports. Um, Annualcreditreport.com lets you pull them for free once a year. You should never pay for your own credit reports. And just do a quick review and see if there's anything that needs to be disputed. If everything on there is accurate, if somebody has used your credit, used your good name, your social security number for nefarious purposes, you can dispute all of that. So pull your credit report, do a good inventory of where your money is being spent, Um, and often you can find little ways here and there to cut back. And then, of course, I always say this, just give me a call. It's a free consultation, and if there's anything that we can do to help, we'll point you in that direction. We also have been known to talk people out of filing a bankruptcy, that there are situations where it just doesn't make practical sense. So, you know, call in, call in the, the horses, call us, and we're here to help. Um, we will put our expert eye on the situation and see what what might work for you.
2: And that number is 737-377-2600. You can call or text 737-377-2600. And their website is lincolngoldfinch.com. If you are struggling with debt or a low credit score, if you have mounting bills and can't seem to get them under control, Amy and her team of experts are waiting for you to reach out for your free consultation and see if the next best step for you on your path of financial recovery might be bankruptcy. Remember, bankruptcy is just a tool to fix your financial situation. It's a chance to press the reset button and get your financial life under control. 737-377-2600 or go to lincolngoldfinch.com. That's going to do it for this edition of Ask the Experts. Amy, thank you as always for joining us. And thanks to all of you for listening to Amy Wilburn from the Lincoln Goldfinch Law Firm discussing filing for bankruptcy and credit scores. Amy is just one of our many local experts that join us every show to discuss all things regarding your lifestyle, your health, your home, and your money. As always, if you want to listen to this or past episodes of Ask the Experts, you can download the free Odyssey app or go to wherever you get your podcasts and search Ask the Experts. I'm your host, Brian Fitzgerald. Be sure to join us for our next episode of Ask the Experts.